0: Hi there. Welcome to the National Stress Awareness Day. It's pretty exciting. Friday, you know, we are streaming here from the Parker Studios. Uh, We have Dr. Ola Sovyarvi and Seamland joining in. Seamland wrote the book Stronger by Stress. So we have a real expert here. And we also have written a few books, including the Parker's Handbook and a number of other things. So if you're on the chat, my name is Teemu Arina. So um, please ask any questions or provide any comments or anything you want. Like uh, this is a Q&A session. So whatever is in your mind about stress and how to improve you know, uh, stress management and avoid those things and maybe use it as an advantage. This uh, webinar is all about that. So um, yeah, I would love to hear how it's going for my dear colleagues. Uh, Olli and like maybe Olli, you go first. Hey, yes.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the stress-sparking Q&A. So uh, we are here back in Helsinki. Timo is in Tallinn, and Sim is in
0: what place? Saarimaa. Saarimaa.
1: <laughs> so we are all around. We actually form this Bermuda triangle, <laughs> the triangle of stress connecting the whole world in the Northern Hemisphere. So I'm actually pretty good. I just had a 12-minute uh, activation or recovery phase in the Neurosonic device. And I'm ready to rock. Had some sun, like two hours of sun today. Wim Hof breathing sessions and good stuff basically. So ready to rock and roll with you guys.
0: Mm. How about yeah.
2: you, team? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing also good, and uh, it was pretty nice weather today. And uh, had like a great workout. Uh, after that, I just took the sauna, and yeah, now I'm just uh, yeah winding down and uh, r- ready for the for the live stream.
0: Nice, you're you're doing it all all correct. Uh, getting ready for it. So I I propose that we do like a little, um, like just a simple breathing technique. I ha- I have found personally a lot of benefit for doing. This Wim Hof uh, style of breathing to start the day. And if you're someone who is a long term, uh, I mean, who is long term or just beginning meditator, um, anyone would get benefit from a practice like this, especially before meditation. I've noticed that I'm able to go deeper and it's easier to relax. And if you have any kind of like issues with the monkey mind, uh, doing one or two uh, cycles of um, Wim Hof style of uh, breeding is is really useful. So I propose that normally you know we do like three rounds um, but we're gonna do one round so I everyone joining us live you welcome welcome to do this with us so it goes the following way. Just a uh, quick notice
1: can... of tosim the maybe you can restart your YouTube stream because it's not going on before um, we go into the Okay. i well, yeah. check it. Yeah. Did you
0: see, get the uh... setting up like uh, the stream to his channel, but we are streaming on Biker Sonic yes. YouTube channel. Please subscribe if you haven't yet. It, and it, and it looks like to... it's
2: live actually.
0: Nice. Or... Okay. Then let's okay. Go we are going to see channel. So hopefully get that working. Um, so back to the breeding techniques. So we're going to do one round of uh, Wim Hof style breathing. So you basically breathe in through the nose and then you breathe out through the mouth and basically um, try to you know fill your lungs as fully as you can like like really deeply and uh, then breathe out by, while releasing it. It's not like, like really like pushing it out or, or or constricting the airways in any way. It's just a release like you just release, okay, and we do it around 30 times. Basically, you breathe in, you breathe out in your own face. You don't need to follow anyone's specific face, uh, follow your own face. And after around 30 breaths or so, I'm gonna put a timer on. Once the timer goes to zero, then you just empty your lungs and then you hold your breath. You hold your breath for one minute. I'm gonna put a timer for it, and um. If you feel like you know passing out or something like this in your chair, um, you better maybe uh, you know take a breath. Uh, don't do this if you're driving or anything like this. I'm standing but,
1: here, so if I'm yeah. collapsing, so forgive yeah, me. Just pay attention to all. Of you. When it collapses, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's time for you to take a breath in, okay? And and w- when you take a breath in, you uh, feel your lungs and you hold it for 15 seconds. We do only one round. It's good to give a little bit of energy and also to uh, balance the nervous system a little bit. It's been a long week for a lot of us, so yeah, let's go. I'm gonna put the timer on. Um, Here we go. And uh, so basically just take a deep breath and breathe out. And we start. You breathe in, you breathe out for one minute. ready to just empty your lungs and uh, then hold your breath for one minute and then just fill your lungs. Take a deep breath in and hold your breath and squeeze your stomach muscles, your neck a little bit, push it up to the brain. Good 15 seconds. Be grateful for this day. Be grateful for this week. Be grateful for being able to be with us in this webinar. We are at least extremely grateful and you're welcome to release. Here we go. So I often like to do that three times in a row, and then I do it the fourth time. Every single round, I'm extending it. So basically going to one and a half minutes, two minutes, two and a half minutes, and and so on. And then I do a fourth session where I'm actually reversing it. So I'm basically, instead of holding my breath when my lungs are empty, I will hold my breath when my lungs are full and squeeze it up and then release. And after that, it's just amazing to go and do a session of meditation. And for meditation, I often like to be under a red light device. I might use one of these uh, spike mats sometimes. Uh, so I like a spike mat, it releases some endorphins as well um, for red light. I have a red light panel, but we also have right now in our shop, we have also available the, the, the flex beam, it's now available. We're shipping uh, at barkercenter.com. So that's a really nice portable red light device. I might put this on my chest. I might put this behind my neck, uh, depending on what I want to achieve. And uh, then I just take a meditation session. And if you have never done meditation, I hardly recommend trying it out with the Headspace app. So it's pretty amazing, like uh, set up, you get the basics for free. And, and there's a really nice paid subscription also for guided mindfulness sessions. And you can choose how long you're gonna spend in a nice relaxed state and uh, over time I don't really use any apps, I can go much deeper without any kind of guidance or, or any of that but sometimes I use binaural beads um, just to relax and um, one pretty useful device that I also use sometimes in combination with these is uh, the Sensate. Uh, Sensate is uh, a stone kind of thing that you put on your collarbone and it basically uh, uses ultrasound to stimulate your vagus nerve uh, through your chest bone. And it really brings you into your body. And many of these like stress release techniques are about bringing you back into your body and and the sensei device combined with some nice headphones for binaural beats is is pretty relaxing and nice. But in the end, like doing the breathing techniques is uh, extremely effective way to bring you into your body. And it has a lot of benefits for immune system and health in general. And if you ever feel anxious or stressed, like doing that kind of practices is is pretty awesome. I've done that now every single day for um, since the beginning of this year. And I just feel amazing, like doing it every day. And um, I've done Vimov previously, but doing it every single day, that's when you get the compound effects. So what are guys your favorite uh, stress management techniques. Like what what do you do like when you feel overwhelmed? Let's start with Olly.
1: I use this uh, pretty quick stress uh, kind of like relieving very fast techniques. One of which I learned from Scott Sonnen, who's, a, who's a, like a martial artist, world champion, and, and he has this primal stress concept. So it's it's called the resilience breath. It's it's very simple. If you're, for example, in a combat situation, or you're like very um, emotionally over yeah, over like excited.
0: Happens to me all the time with emails and social yeah. media. But, but, but basically,
1: talk. the technique goes like this: that uh, there are actually two techniques. First one is this that you use three rapid breaths, and you take first in and then out, then you're like <laughs> so like super quick, like in, and you can use your hands, so you kind of like push, push the energy, and quickly you push it down. The other one is that you hold your palms together, and you squeeze, and you kind of do like a Kind of like a pressing movement that's not actually moving uh, anywhere, but you're pressing against your own palms. And you do this rapid uh, pass trigger or uh, breath of fire for, let's say, 20 counts, like...
0: Doing nasal breathing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can do it um, by your mouth, but by I find it um, better to be doing why the nasals through um, cavities or what, what yeah. nostrils. So um, this is if if, you want to, if I want like a quick release for, for the stress, or mm-hmm. let's say some vibration, or maybe a quick exercise like maybe doing some push-ups or just you know if having like too much energy, and especially if it's mental energy, you kind of uh, put yourself back into the body with breathing and some like muscle tension. So that, yeah. that will be my quick fixes.
0: Nice, nice tricks. How about seem like do you ever stress?
2: <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I think I don't really get like stressed out uh, anymore. <laughs> uh, but uh, like what I do is because of like I avoid it uh, preemptively, so to say, like I take care of my sleep and stuff. Uh, so it, uh, the stress doesn't catch up on me. And uh, what, what, whenever I do maybe feel slightly, you know, uh, that I'm beginning to get stressed out or something, then I'll, yeah, like I also like to do something very physical and uh, something movement movement based, like I'll either have like a good workout, I'll just lift the weights and uh, listen to some music and uh, maybe do some cardio or something to just kind of, yeah, like shake it out or... Uh, Go crazy a little bit <laughs> physically because I, I do think it helps to kind of alleviate the tension and uh, that sort of thing get your get your mind out of this uh, rumination and uh, things as well so because animals do it the same way like if a you know dog or a, like a cheetah gets gets into like a very stressful situation then they you know they shake it off basically mm-hmm. and uh, kind of do some uh, something exerting because the cortisol kind of helps you to give you some energy while at the same time you're going kind to of come down from the cortisol as well and you kind of go into this sort of like a small crash on sort of, like you uh you crash from the workout or you crash from the exertion and after that you're kind of really mellow or like tired in a good way because then you can just uh, relax. Yeah. Or maybe you start barking. Like that can also work and that also could work. <laughs>
0: I, I would love to uh, recommend a few books like for this what Seam was talking about. so Seam was talking about how how like animals are shaking off uh, stress reactions and all that and uh, uh, I would recommend Peter Levine's uh, uh, book uh, several of those books, Waking the tiger is mm. is is a pretty good one Rah. so here we go yeah. let's see make this a little bit bigger and uh
1: yeah i have the tiger
2: the... <laughs> it's the, Break the tiger from within
0: yeah this this one this one also the the unspoken voice uh is pretty good also where is the amazon link now
2: rocky the eye of the tiger there's the um uh, why zebras don't get ulcers is also like a good one it is yeah classic
0: yeah, sorry, sorry about the, the quality of this stream, like we're just, you know, cutting this out from the from the stream. But yeah, Unspoken Voice, that's that's pretty good uh, book. Oh, this looks really horrible on the stream. And there's another book. Uh, this is from uh, Bressel van der Kolk. The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind and Body in the Healing of uh, Trauma we're going to post them on the chat and and by the way if you if you're following this on seamland uh youtube channel or biker summit youtube channel we're happy to get your questions your comments so i'm going to take a quick look like right now so i should i should maybe do i
2: should i should do like some of the slides that i had to talk about yeah 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 yeah, i'll give you this. this
0: Opportunity to I just uh, encourage people to jump in and ask questions. So Eric Warmath is petting petting his dog. So <laughs> that's a pretty good thing. Someone took a walk, um, and some some people do like some some pretty pretty amazing like uh, exercise things as well. There's a lot of questions coming along. Someone is doing Kundalini breathing, but yeah, let's let's give Seam the opportunity to give us a little overview of stress and. How we can optimize that as well as uh, um, yeah let's give some yeah. basics to go into the details
2: yeah i will uh, share my screen so do you see it oh yeah uh, on the stream as well
1: not yet we see like like clips maybe a exactly. to just put um, what, about, what about now maybe it'll just Put on uh, seams. Uh, feed just to see only seams. So I think we can. Then, yeah, you can. Yeah, sure. there you there go. There we go. All right. There
2: we there. go. So yeah, basically everyone kind of has this idea that stress is uh, really harmful for you, and it is you know true that too much stress can be bad and uh, can be certainly unhealthy. But uh, in a way, uh, this. Uh, this isn't necessarily caused by the stress itself. It's all almost caused by our own reaction to the stress. And stress itself is almost like neutral. It's so what we do afterwards, or what our how our body responds to the stress that is uh, kind of differentiated, differentiated, and causes the end result. And this uh, Hans Selye is one of the basically founding fathers of uh, stress science. And uh, he did a lot of like research in different animals looking at how the how they respond to stress and he has this quote that it's not stress that kills us it's our reaction to it that does so yeah it's all we always have like a different way to react react to stress and uh, it's not necessarily going to be harmful all the time and uh, Hans Selye also came up with this uh, concept of the general adaptation syndrome which describes the stress response and it has like multiple stages so the first stage is uh, the alarm stage basically the uh, where distress happens, you encounter something dangerous or something stressful, and this triggers, you know, alarm in the body. Your body kind of reacts to it, and kind of triggers all these uh, defense systems. The second stage is the resistance stage, where the body starts to fight the stress or this kind of injury, whatever it may be. And uh, in this stage, your body kind of gets weaker a little bit, but it starts to fight it by, you know, releasing cortisol, releasing uh, glycogen from the muscle uh, glycogen stores. Uh, kind of promoting this different kind of hormonal uh, milieu as well to kind of fight the stress and resist it. And the resistance stage can have like multiple outcomes. It can uh, end in either recovery, which is like you uh, recover from the stress and you go back to baseline, you go back to homeostasis or balance, or the other alternative is uh, exhaustion, which will then lead to like, you know, some disease, sickness, or, you know, ultimately death. So uh, yeah, like the, some people, or it depends on the stress. It depends on how big the stress is, how adapted the person is, and uh, what kind of end result is gonna come from that. So yeah, there's always like different, uh, multiple answers to any particular stress. And uh, what what determines whether or not you become exhausted or whether or not you recover is uh, dependent on something called adaptation energy. So that's also what Hans Saldia came up with. Adaptation energy is basically is currency that our body has that we use to deal with the stress. And um, yeah, the, I've outlined basically these three uh, stages for this. Uh, the same um, this f- three previous stages. Like the first one is the trigger where we kind of experience this kind of stress. That stress can be anything. That can be just work-related stress. It can be exercise as well, like good exercise. Uh, just some kind of pressure, peer pressure, time pressure, social pressure, any, any kind of uh, just a just, uh, feeling of anxiety uh, environment these diseases insulin resistance or diabetes and hormonal imbalances hypothyroidism whatever it is or just toxins as well all those things can be a trigger for our body to become stressed out or at least experience this uh, general adaptation syndrome uh, things that help us to recover from the stress that uh, kind of replenish our adaptation energy and uh, help us to heal are like you know the good good things like sleep and rest uh, getting enough of the essential nutrients from a diet especially like magnesium Magnesium is like a very important one for stress, primarily Uh, social support, just, you know, spending time with friends and family uh, having like a peer group that you can rely on financial status can help you to uh, deal with the stress because if you have like, you know, financial problems as well on top of the stress already, then uh, your adaptation energy is much lower and uh, you're much more likely to go into burnout Uh, Then just being generally healthy. You know if you are fit and healthy, then your overall uh, stress resilience is higher because of like if you exercise, then you're already used to the exercise. And uh, if you eat healthy, then your body has all the essential nutrients. If you sleep well, you have like this bigger buffer zone for dealing with the uh, stress. Uh, and lastly, all these like mental, psychological traits like uh, well being, self esteem, self confidence, uh, and beliefs and values, all those things uh, help us to recover. Like, if you believe in something that's like greater. Uh, then uh, that's just to uh, make it easier for you to kind of tolerate the stress and kind of find some meaning from it. Whereas if you, let's say, hate yourself or hate, hate other people or something, then uh, you're again like uh, lowering your ability to tolerate the stress. And lastly, things that lead to exhaustion are uh, all these comorbidities, uh, every kind of disease, uh, overnutrition, obesity, uh, aging in general like you get older you get more or less you get less resilient against stress and all these past traumas as well if you have like uh, childhood traumas or uh, some other uh, traumatic events in the past then uh, the research has been shown that it does uh, lower your body's ability to tolerate the stress like ptsd like veterans who come from war they have ptsd and their ability to tolerate like everyday stress is much lower like they get burnt out even like some very simple everyday tasks and uh, nutrient, nutrient deficiencies Social isolation can be a big stressor. Like, if you're alone all the time, then uh, you're, you're again uh, not that resilient against stress. At least, like, your ability to recover from the stress is uh, sl- slower. And chronic stress or poor sleep, like, if you're not sleeping enough, you're experiencing too much stress, then that will eventually lead to uh, exhaustion. And lastly, I want to introduce also the, the concept of uh, hormesis, which basically just describes the, uh, the, uh, that which, which doesn't kill me makes me stronger, like, a small amount of positive stress. That causes like this beneficial response so in the in the moderate amount it's actually very beneficial and makes your body stronger whereas if it's in excess it's going to make it hard harder for you to deal with it and eventually you're going to exhaust yourself and the hormesis applies to like the inadequate stress as well if you don't experience any stress at all like if you don't experience any stress from exercise or you don't experience any stress from i don't know like some intelligence uh, or cognitive cognitive tasks then uh, you're also like under adapted to the stress and you're not able to like really deal with it so yeah like stress can be harmful but it's also like the amount of stress that matters and uh, how well are you able to you know recover from it that's it
0: nice Um, maybe maybe we give the opportunity for all the dive deeper into the nervous system aspect of it and yes. tap into things like hormones and adrenals and the vagus nerve and sympathetic and parasympathetic yeah. nervous system and i can look into some of the technologies
1: for sure uh yeah this is uh, perfectly explained by theme of the gus or the general adaptation syndrome which i i still think it's, it's kind of like the corner stroll, cornerstone of, of uh how we can perceive and somehow like um, man- manage to conceptualize stress and what's actually happening so it, it's, it's a very uh, I think it's pretty simplified but still very valid uh, model just a, a quick reminder of our bikercenter.com store we have now for one week code 10 April and you get minus 10% of all products even from those that are actually Discounted such as Sense8. And uh, we also have Seams book in our shop. And uh, what I just uh, had a little uh, Google journey about your book, this is actually the cheapest price you're going to get Seams new <laughs> book. <laughs> but yes, yes um, a few words uh, about the sources of stress. So this is an um, integral four quadrant model. And uh, in Seams slide, you had these uh, different kinds of sources of stress. But this uh, I, I think this is a nice way of uh, look taking a look at the sources of stress because people usually think stress is maybe just exercise or just some mental stress or maybe a little bit of family stress and so on. But actually all of these are accumulating uh, the stress um, levels and we have uh, like the subjective level of the internal stress, all em- emotional stress, negative stress, psychological trauma trauma, and so on and uh, of course the external, the body level, objective level stress, stress different kind of uh, physical imbalances, food allergies, uh, hypersensitivities, toxins and so on and on the collective level if you think about the situation of the world and the time at this present time, uh, there's a lot of social stress, a lot of um, family stress, stress from the society and so on. And of course we even have this uh, interobjective level, which is the collective external level of stress for think about like uh, all the EMF that's out there, uh, 5Gs, uh, electromagnetic radiation, uh, all kinds of natural disasters and so on, which have, have been accumulating throughout the years. So, it's it's no wonder that we are being bombarded by different kinds of stressors, but uh, we all have the keys how we can manage this, and uh, that's what why we are, for example, doing these kind of things to make you more resilient. Uh, if we take a look about the stress, um, like <laughs> like this basic, basic Gauss, Gauss type of curve, we want to be most of the time in the optimal level or maybe at points in the hyper stress, But usually this eustress and hypostress levels where we are peak performance, not all the time, we might get a little bit of overboard, but not too much. And then we are again feeling relaxed. So you can think, think about this curve um, when you navigate through the day and through the week. Uh, The key controller of the parasympathetic nervous uh, branch or system of the autonomic nervous system is the vagus nerve and it's basically regulating all the internal organs in in our body and uh, from digestion to heartbeat to uh, breathing and so on. Uh, Sweating, speaking, eating and all essential uh, functions. We see a different kind of uh, problems. If, if there is uh, problems with the vagus nerve, like dyspepsia, reflux, colitis, poor glycemic control, uh, too much urine extraction and uh, even poor immune function. So that therefore the vagus nerve is in the key point if you, if you think about the controlling the stress response. Uh, I think this is a pretty good picture that explains the stress response, both uh, long-term and also the short-term. So the short-term response is f- from the SAM system or the sympathetic system. We secrete catecholamines, basically it's usually adrenaline or noradrenaline. This might be the fight or flight response, it's very rapid and it usually goes off also quite fast. Then we have the HPA axis, the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis, which is the long-term stress response, and it follows this circadian rhythm. The cortisol is higher in the morning when we wake up, and it gets lower throughout the day towards the evening. And both of these systems are necessary, and uh, they need to be in balance for the body to to function properly. This is also uh, a pretty nice uh, image, this is actually from a rat study, uh, but this is adjusted uh, for for, for humans. And uh, here we see kind of like the dominance between the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous systems. It's not that the one is only uh, like active and the other is not, but they are basically like coexisting and regulating the state of the body uh, simultaneously. So, for example, if you're running like 160 beats per minute, it's definitely not uh, resting or parasympathetic mode. Usually, it's, it's close to 0% and 100% sympathetic mode. But you can find your own like inner rhythm where you're performing at your best. And usually, it's it's not like too, too low heart rate. Of course, this is individual, but uh, some, somewhere in the middle where they kind of like... Uh, overlap in control and a few words about the hormesis as I think seem went through this pretty nicely too low oxidative stress on the cellular level it's, it's not creating any benefits but if we have a let's say like a regular exercise or a cold exposure or some kind of like uh, adaptogenic herbs or chemicals or tinctures or even sunbathing we create uh, less of oxidative stress and actually more of these uh, antioxidant capacities but if you go overboard with any of these it actually goes uh, over the hormesis or the hormetic response and creating much more trouble so Uh, i think this is uh, enough for me (laughs) of the theory let's let's get into the means
0: let's let's take a look at the chat so let's get some audience engagement in um, actually, what Oli just said, what Mabu is saying, I suffer from physiological burnout, fatigue, muscle pain, concentration problems since four weeks after self-destructive training sessions.
2: Oh, yeah. boy. Uh, Getting out of it. <laughs> about,
0: like about external factors like work and partner, that things are out of control. Yeah, I mean, get a divorce, you know, quit your job. Don't overexercise Quit your
1: life, man. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, and it's not easy, of course, like, I mean, there's so many things that are out of our control, but there's a lot of internal mechanisms for sure, and when it comes to exercise, uh, over-exercising is definitely one thing, um, which, I mean, it weakens your immunity, uh, and it doesn't give enough time for your nervous system to recover, so you can use things like heart rate variability to measure and figure out if you are uh, rested and, and recovered, and... Um, I don't know if it's possible to show my screen now. Like if it was, yeah, here we go. Like this is just uh, live showing right now my my heart rate and heart rate variability. And uh, this is Sweet beat live. And I'm using a heart rate monitor. I use uh, Biostrap, which is in my hand in, instead of out of out, uh, instead of around my chest. I like to use that in in my um, in, not not in my hand, but kind of like arm. Uh, next to the muscle and I can see the different components uh, and I can dive deeper and take a look at the HRV curve. And so this is not heart rate. Otherwise I would be probably hospitalized with (laughs) arrhythmias. But uh, this is the HRV, which is like the variation between two heartbeats. And what you want to see is kind of like a nice signal that goes up and down in a certain uh, spectrum. And if this is like going all over the place, or it's, if it's not like, uh, you know, relaxed um, in a way, then you might be like an overtrained state or overstressed state if you are just relaxing. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not speaking, I'm kind of like performing, so it's influencing it, but I've, I've taken some adaptogenic things and so on. So I see it's it's doing a really nice curve uh, without me doing anything. But if I take a break and I just like take a, take a deep breath, But just focus on it. I can I can make it much more harmonious, and I can expand the envelope, in a way. So so that's a that's a nice way uh, to figure out like the the physiological state. And many people do this HRV measurement in the morning when they wake up, and I recommend you to do it at the same time. Um, there is what definitely
1: my balls. Uh... Mr. What? Yeah, the, the the questioner who who was in the physiological burnout, I think we could answer him. Yeah. Of course, measuring.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but basically, basically, like, uh, like I, I mean, like, like if you do w- work and exercise and you're overburdened, like following your HRV is is a good measurement, but you probably feel if you're like pushing yeah. the envelope a little bit too much and. Um, maybe only you can you can give Ma like some advice here because you also have over-exercised and done stupid shit with your body. Yeah,
1: well basically everything too much like uh, years back. Uh, uh, of course, uh, throughout the years I've accumulated different kind of means, but uh, what comes to my mind is that usually the reserves of the body, uh, the micronutrients, but especially the amino acid pool, is in the catabolic stress state. So I, I would add in like the essential amino acids, essential amino acids, and uh, mm. with quite a huge dose, I would say like, like 40 to even like 60 grams per per day. So uh, there are a lot of good good uh, products. Um, it depends, of course, uh, where in the world you are. Kion's uh, aminos, they have this master acid. Pattern, the MAP, which is a 99% absorber and the usability. So, uh, fixing the amino acid status, it usually is the fastest way to recovery. And mm-hmm. uh, this, this is, I, I would say, this is like number one. Then, then comes everything else, of course, eating off enough calories, getting micronutrients uh, in. But usually, uh, this, this has been the most helpful thing to uh, many mm-hmm. overburned. What do you think, Sim?
2: Yeah, like um, I think uh, certainly the protein and getting enough calories uh, is uh, very important, and the amino acids tend to be uh, more relevant for uh, exercise and uh, the thyroid and the things of like that. So uh, that can certainly be very important. So you don't necessarily maybe even have to take the amino acids, but just eating, let's say, more protein and uh, amino acids from food generally yeah. is going to be uh, important. But sometimes, like people, let's say, if they are in this burnout, then uh, that can also be that the body is like n- not essentially not producing enough uh, cortisol so to say that they are so resistant to it and they're so kind of overburdened that their body isn't just uh, being able to be alert and not have energy because you're in the slump where you're like low cortisol all the time like you're basically dragging your feet because your body isn't producing the stress hormones that you kind of need a little bit to uh, be energized so uh you know, I think it's that's that goes back to the circadian optimization that you need to kind of reestablish the optimal circadian rhythm. That yeah. you wake up in the morning, um, get some bright light. Uh, definitely, you get some sunlight uh, throughout the entire day, all the time. Uh, movement, basically, also around the morning AM part, and uh, in the evening, make sure that you're you know blocking out the blue light and uh, getting good night's sleep. That should like eventually. Allow your body to kind of re uh, establish these uh, rhythms and uh, allow these uh, natural cortisol rise to also wake you up. Like you could also, you know, start to strategically have caffeine in the morning, uh, but that can also be like a double edged sword that maybe, maybe you just uh, get too much caffeine and uh, too much cortisol. Uh, so, yeah, I can, I can test it and see what happens. So, uh, like some caffeine in the morning can be good to kind of kickstart the circadian rhythm. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you're like not able to tolerate it, then just uh, green tea, uh, some other, let's say, less caffeinated beverages, those, those would be better. And maybe like high-dose magnesium can also be something uh, that you can yeah. try out to kind of re- re-establish or restore the magnesium stores. I would also add in uh, quite high doses of salt,
1: like mm. high-quality mineral salt, uh, Himalayan pink salt, because usually pe- people who are overburnt, they are overburnt also the allosterone aspect. O- of course the cortisol but also the aldosterone so adding in salt getting of sodium is, is uh, actually yeah. one of the keys here uh, but the electrolytes in in general so a lot of lot of things i would uh, measure and ask this person usually what i what i saw in the practice was uh, this if you take like the saliva cortisol curve it's uh, depends on the situation but in these kind of situations it's usually like pretty low there's now this noticeable spike that should be in the circadian rhythm, so getting this back uh, with adequate uh nutrition and adequate rest, but also this kind of adequate stimulus it's It's kind of like uh it's it's very uh, subtle nu- nuances that usually affect this situation, of course depends on the person's background, whether it's been like previously experienced or whether this is like a one-off situation. And so on. So um, maybe measuring even the melatonin and cortisol uh, levels okay. throughout the day from the saliva would be a good idea.
2: Mm-hmm. There, yeah,
1: there
0: is uh, there's a question from Andrew Olson. Um, I see that acute stress like sauna cold shower exercise limits the effects of chronic stress like work-life stress, but it's their way to prevent the effects of acute stress like a panic attack. Now, uh, what happens in a panic attack is uh uh, actually, there is often, like I mean, they've been they've been studying this. Some of the most well-known ways to induce a panic attack is actually to inhale CO2, so increase the CO2 level of uh, in your blood, and and the other one is uh, is is lactate um, that that they would use lactate to generate that state, and and there is some studies that also show some linkage to pH sensitive receptors in the brain and so on. Like it, it links, of course, to the um, blood pH level that that fluctuates a little bit with um, breathing in or breathing out. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like if you have like you know sense that then a reaction like that is coming along. Like just being able to stabilize your breathing and and breathe out mm-hmm. slowly is. Uh, is effective, but of course, it very easily goes into hyperventilation. So what we do with like Wim Hof method or, or breeding techniques is actually to play around with the boundaries a little bit of mm. uh, how, how your body is able to deal with CO2 and uh, and uh, and hyperoxygenation as well. And when you learn to play around with that envelope, it becomes easier. Of, of course, in a panic attack, there is a component of amygdala and hippocampus in terms of fear control that just goes out of out of whack. But uh, in the end, like what I've learned, I, I, I'm not suffering from uh, panic attacks, but I had friends who have uh, what often helps is uh, yeah, cold exposure. And uh, like regular cold exposure, as well as these breathing techniques, they can really help you to train your, your response to, to stressful situations. And I mm. personally noticed like, if I have anxiety or, or you know, work stress or something like overburden, like doing these things immediately helps and meditation, of course, as well. And there is a component of neural inflammation and, and, and uh, low level inflammation also that plays into anxiety and stress and so on when you are um, sleep deprived and you don't necessarily the proper diet or you don't, haven't had time to exercise. And you have all these things that are going on and in your blood mind. Blood sugar course, fluctuations. Sure. Blood sugar fluctuations. Of course, there is like a physiological effect in terms of inflammation that links into it. So being able to control inflammation is, is key with diet, for example, with enough sleep and, and maybe some technologies also like uh, red light has been a big thing for me, like the the 8 device. Is, uh, is amazing. And, and the biker's red light panels as well, because it charges your mitochondria and mitochondria are, are of course key for energy production. And uh, they also play a role in regulating reactive oxygen species and inflammation. So uh, react- reactive oxygen species were the things that uh, Seem was talking about uh, in the context of hormesis. So basically when you have Hormesis going up, the reactive reactive oxygen species go down, and um, yeah, there are some supplements also that you can definitely use to 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 help a little bit with uh, with my, mitochondrial function. And and one of my favorite stacks or products in that category is um, uh, the the Qualia uh, Eternus uh, product. And uh, yeah, here is the the Qualia Focus is there, but Qualia Eternus is perhaps the best like for dealing with mitochondrial issues. And um or is it quality life? You can, look for, you can life. look for NA yeah, it's quality, alive nowadays. quality yeah, life nowadays. Yeah. Qualia life. Yeah. And then there is uh, of course NAD supplementation, nicotinamide ribosides and, and MM. But uh, yeah, I mean it's just I would still go for some basics like yeah. here Vida coolas like zinc and high magnesium it gives a really good stack. Um And I often increase the amount of magnesium and and B vitamins, even like B vitamin complex, if I, if I feel overwhelmed. Uh, So when you're overwhelmed, you tend to drink too much coffee. So getting some theanine and another one that I really recommend is lemon balm. Lemon balm is Mm. is really good, relaxing thing. Everyone talks about coffee and theanine, but coffee and lemon balm, that's, that's a pretty good combo as well. So that Mm. those are some of my kind of takes on, on that question.
2: Yeah, like when, when you're like in an airplane or something and you start to, I don't know, pass out or uh, panic, you get a panic, a panic attack. Then what they recommend you to do is like, you know, take this paper bag and breathe into it. Like, yeah. because you uh, breathe into the bag and you get your CO2 back uh, from the bag. So you're not losing the CO2 because CO2 helps you to relax. If you're hyperventilating, you're only like breathing out and re- re- really fast then you're losing the CO2. And that's what makes you freak out even more because of the uh, lack of CO2. And uh, you, without CO2, you're gonna kind of lose the oxygenation as well, and you can pass out. Whereas if you breathe into the bag, you know this is back and forth, then you're breathing into your CO2, and uh, that can be helpful for like relaxation. Uh, so when you are like in the middle of a massive panic attack, then that's probably kind of the fastest thing that you can do to kind of re- regain your calm. And what I remember from like I don't know, like some um, proverbs of, in, in Estonia or some like traditional, not, not medicine, but traditional um, things, was that like even just a regular sugar water is something that really relaxes you and calms you down. Like uh, when For children course. get like, yeah. when, chi- when children get like a nightmare or something that I remember like, you know, p- the, I don't know, grandmas giving them like uh, some, like just a tablespoon or a teaspoon of sugar mixed in some water, mix it together and you drink it and that kind of just immediately relaxes you and uh, you can just calm down yeah. because you get some CO2 from the carbs as well yeah. uh, by burning the sugar. So that's uh, even some salt in there. So that that's, yeah. the- that's you know that's that's what they what they
1: do in the ER the paperback but they also put you in the IV with some glucose and uh, like a Ringer or or this uh, sodium chloride uh, solution so that's that's usually the most effective way of treating these kind of things actually many many things but uh, if you let's say if you wake up uh, during the night having a panic attack that's usually a sign sign of of like uh, your blood glucose suddenly dropping and then you have this adrenaline maybe cortisol response and you wake up your heart is beating you may be sweating so maybe at that time would be this seems seems uh, idea would would seem to be pretty helpful
2: yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah because yeah, if you yeah. are let's say yeah going uh, hypoglycemic during the night then that's definitely going to cause stress and uh, that's where maybe the sugar is also helpful but yeah like if you're not no. if you are keto adapted basically then the hypoglycemia is very rare. Actually, Yeah, it Just
1: is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That
2: is what I noticed when
1: I moved, moved to like a ketosis. Cell. So I used to have these kind of like night wakenings when, when especially when I was really over uh, over over exercised, over stressed, like waking multiple times per day and to do these kind of like uh heart beating and um sweating and so on. But None of these have happened, even though I have like uh, uh, exhausted myself in different ways. But being keto adapted, you have this energy source, you are, you are tapped in, even though if, if the blood glucose mm. would go a little bit lower.
0: I've noticed like with the keto adaptation, like, um, like harder to fall asleep and a little bit like overdrive and um, more prone to stress in the beginning, yes. Um, so definitely the carbohydrate component is like key here, and and blood sugar fluctuations. So, uh, and there is someone commenting that low salt can also cause a panic panic attack. Yes, that's, that's a good So, so that's so, why uh, salt,
1: glucose. Yeah, water. it's
0: it's important. It's important. Um, uh, uh, Lako Tunde is asking, what what is your guys' your opinion about stress caused by electromagnetic fields? Uh, why is it cumulative? Uh, why can't we think in terms of hormesis in this field, too? I, we actually do think in terms of hormesis, like these yeah. are hormetic stressors. And uh, basically, the idea is that in modern life, we are like surrounded by so many different stressors like, um, you know, poor air quality, poor um, you know sources of food with all kinds of toxins and, and chemicals added in and work life stress and social media and emails and Poor sleep and all kinds of things. And when you put EMF on top of that, that's an additional thing that, you know, might like have a compound or cascading effect. But definitely there are studies that show that uh, radiation um, can actually be helpful. So this is what many of these like uh, fundamentalist EMF, uh, uh, you know, is. All bad believers. Like
1: zero. You should have zero <laughs> everything. Yeah, they hits.
0: completely neglect the benefits of radiation. Yeah. I mean, radiation has shown yeah. like in small quantities to be actually healing and helpful. And we are actually and getting so...
1: like radiation from the sun like a couple of days ago. Huge coronal mass ejection. Yeah, need... So it it comes, yeah. <laughs> whether you like it or not, it comes oh, like,
0: Background radiation. Yeah. And it's a good question like then about the harmonics of it. If it's natural, man-made or whatever. I mean, the debate is out there, but um, I see that there is better areas of your life to optimize than just looking at the EMF alone. If you're looking for eliminating stressors of your life. Um, Maybe just counteract and, and... with nature. Yeah. I've noticed actually some people like, they get super stressed about even thinking about EMF. So maybe you're just focusing a little bit too mm. much on it. Yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah, I do, you know, turn my phone into uh, airplane mode and I try not to, you know, sleep next to a Wi-Fi router or a generator. Are uh, oh, you sleeping on like, a
1: Faraday cave? Because that's, that's <laughs> yeah, also what people do. I, I yeah, know some many, people yeah. do
0: like to go crazy about these things. And I think there is a balance to these things. Like, of course, you you want to reduce excess exposure and you want to think about distance. You like want unnecessary. Think
1: distance. I think the unnecessary yeah. would be the yeah, word here. Correct. So you don't yeah, need to yeah, and, sleep like phone next yeah. to your head. You don't need to sleep next to Wi-Fi router. Uh, you probably yeah. don't need to sleep at your office with, with like a, <laughs> tens and tens of... Wi-Fi's and maybe higher radiation, so you can, of course, <laughs> manage manage yeah. your circumstances.
0: For me, it's balance balance yeah. to these things. Um, I, I mean, like e- even like some ringworms could be like probably hormetic stressors, and there's actually some studies that show that some parasites are actually very good for stimulating our immune systems in low quantities. Like you know the reason why children should play outside, and you know. Next to nature is that they get exposed to all these like organisms that can actually be beneficial, just like bacteria or or fungus. And I mean, in your bodies, you have like Candida, for example, which is small quantities is amazing, like for your your health. But in high amounts, like that's a huge problem. So, yeah, people, when they get into health, they get a little bit carried away. You know, they get um, a little bit too focused on or fundamentalist when it comes to specific like health advice or or opinions and um it's it's a it's a whole you know when you go deeper yeah. into this mm. you learn like uh, that yeah. there's a
2: and there are ways to kind of mitigate mitigate the emf damage like uh um you know, the, some, some, uh, studies find all these antioxidants, the ACE vitamins, the vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, they can help you to uh, deal with the, uh, the radiation or the oxidative stress that you experience from that. So it's not like a black and white thing that, uh, it's uh, like a equation, equation, basically like how much stress are you experiencing and how well are mm-hmm. you able to recover from it? If you are let's say, glutathione levels are low because of, like either aging or because of a bad diet and not enough exercise things, then of course the EMF and radiation is going to have like a bigger effect. Whereas if you are, let's say, hormetically adapted person, very resilient and fully optimized in terms of the micronutrients and micronutrients, then it shouldn't be like a problem. Your body should deal with all the kind of stressors and it should also kind of be able to recover from those things and not be like wiped out from them. Mm. Yeah, Maybe, maybe, maybe all
0: we can talk about adaptogenic plants now because adaptogens have actually been yeah. used to reduce uh like stressor stress uh caused by uh cosmic radiation to astronauts, for example. That, that is true. is Yeah. example. So it's, it's so, a... so some of these some of these plants as hormetic stressors can actually make you stronger to be able to deal with EMS even. But
1: yeah, I, I think the the compound you mentioned or, or the the product was like like SRS232 or something <laughs> cryptic like that, that contains... It's a
0: formulation that has rhodiola as the key component. So that's just a, like a product term. It's not a specific... Yeah, like,
1: but, well, component. it's not just rhodiola. There is this cyber There's engine, but also, and also There's I think it was Shisandra. So there were like three of these. Yeah,
0: Shisandra, Shisandra was one of the key things there, but adaptor chance in yeah. general anyway.
1: Yeah, combination. Uh, anyhow, if you think about adaptogens, uh, this might be like not new things for people, but uh, uh, they they create uh, resilience. They create uh, these resources for your body over time, uh, unlike stimulants with borrow energy, and then you have have the payback time. Uh, well, we mentioned rose root uh, could be also called Arctic Ginseng or. Nordic ginseng, everybody has to have their own ginseng, but uh, this is uh, one of my favorites if if I need to have a little bit more energy and also a little bit more focus, but not not the stimulation. So we know that this is uh, also lowering cortisol and adrenaline levels, but it also um, increases different uh, neurotransmitters in the brain in different parts of the brain, like as calling limbic system noradrenaline in the limbic system and, and the cortex, serotonin in the cortex and also dopamine in the limbic system that regulate for example emotional control, so rhodiola is a tremendous product not to be used like all the time but uh, like like seasonally and, and especially if you need some more energy to combat the stress then there's ashwagandha which is like the Indian ginseng <laughs> uh, Withania somnifera that's uh, very popular these days uh, different kind of forms uh, the newest one is the Shoden ashwagandha that we have in our store the Barkers Center store store, the Vida brand Finnish brand but uh, this traditional water extract uh, has been shown to like lower cortisol levels and increase testosterone but also increase GABA and uh, the over activation of the HPA axis. So this this ashwagandha is uh, more of like a calming. So I I, I use these as like a partners to each each other. So ashwagandha is more like a like a feminine uh, adapting herb, and and the rhodiola is more like a masculine. So they kind of also balance each other. Rashee, of course. Uh, this is a bit different, it's, it's not so like straightforward affecting the HBX or the autonomic nervous system, but this is uh, more of like a immune system affecting also neurogenic neuroprotection, uh, providing relaxation and really helping to fight fatigue and especially anxiety. Uh, this is also to say, say to open up the heart or the Shen, and it, that's why it's called the Shen Tonic. Uh, not really an adaptogenic herb, but the theanine that's in the green tea, uh, what that biohackers put in the coffee. They, it's also shown to reduce anxiety, stress, uh, lower heart rate, and increase blood flow, but also like increase the alpha one brain waves, which is uh, uh, usually means that you're in a relaxed state. Uh, different different things. I don't think we should mention or go through all of these but basically like nutrients uh, for example if, if you think about the situation with the maybe overburned adrenals so vitamin C is crucial, absolutely crucial because uh, the adrenals they actually store vitamin C and uh, using this multiple times per day I, I noticed that uh, if people are really burned out even like five grams per day taken on like five different doses is and has been really helpful and when if you combine this with pantothenic acid, the vitamin B5, that's also something that supports the adrenals. Then of course, as Demo mentioned, the basic B-complex vitamins, uh, especially vitamin B6 and B12, the active forms, and magnesium, we have mentioned this uh, like many times, but magnesium, 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 <laughs> one of the most important uh, minerals. And also uh, one addition would be the long chain uh, omega-3 fatty acids. We have the Bihacker special stress supplement that's been created to tackle many aspects of stress. We have central ashwagandha, uh, anacetyl L-tyrosine, a bioactive form of tyrosine to really upregulate the dopamine production. Uh, we have theanine, green tea extract and these bu- vitamins B6 and B12. You can get it like exclusively from our store. Ah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> are you still there? Right.
0: But let's see if there's more questions coming along. Um, uh, do you, there's a guy from Cyprus, Alice. Uh, do you think uh, that we are able to transform accumulated stress with some special techniques into actually positive energy and overcome some stressful situations with clear in mind? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what we're talking about here is the difference between eustress and distress stress is the more negative stress that goes overboard board. and then there is eustress which is the positive side of things that makes things grow and exercise is a good example as eustress in small quantities it, it helps your muscles to grow your body to become more resilient uh, in large quantities in, in too much um, it, it turns against you so uh, same with work same with the things that you do and In the end um, a lot of stress comes from the way how we relate to things how we relate to our environment and to situations and in the end uh, practicing meditation and and also like some basic organizational skills like uh, if you have a lot of things to do like just being able to write them down categorize them and focus on the essentials helps a lot Um, And also not to take yourself too seriously or the things that you do or or to to be too overburdened by deadlines, because in the end, no one is asking you to do any of this stuff. It's you, yourself uh, and your commitment to things. That that is uh, a kind of major psychological factor. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you have too much work, communication might help with your boss, of course, like in the end, uh, being able to recognize source of stress so once you recognize them become aware of them then you can transform them and to a strength and challenging yourself uh, like the breathing techniques and cold exposure sauna and ice baths cold showers many people report that when they do something difficult like that every day then mundane daily things become easier to tackle and deal with and yeah that those are those are some of the some of the kind of tips and tricks right there. Yeah. Uh, someone mentions, yeah, CBD. CBD is great. I mean, if you have like low level inflammation, um, like pain management, pain can of course like, if you have like constant pain, like I know what it is to live with chronic pain. Uh, I've had that. I don't luckily like have it right now, but it it like it eats you. It it takes. I understand fully why people take painkillers, but in the end, like to be able to go to the root of uh, the inflammatory process and to be able to deal with that, treat that, uh, it it transforms the way, how you relate to things and your consciousness for sure. Also manual therapies,
1: manual therapies I would add in because we store a lot of emotion, a lot of stuff in the extracellular matrix in our body, in the fascia, regularly, like taking care of yourself, Releasing what needs to be released, whether it's in the muscles, whether it's in the in the bones, joints, or in the fascia, so that yeah. that I, I would highly recommend. So I I have this, for example, on my experience. I go once a month to an osteopathic treatment, then I go to an acupuncturist, and also to a physiotherapist that takes care of the whole body, releases all fascias and all possible muscle tensions. So keeping your body free of these different kind of tensions and accumulated energies. And uh, that's also like uh, keeping you younger Mm -hmm. and more functional and less
0: stressable. Yeah, Yeah. stretching, yoga. I I also go for a a special Chinese dude who does some meridian massage. (laughs) And and that helps. (laughs) The last 10 years been really useful. Uh, Is there anything like that you would see add?
2: Well, I think uh, the best uh, kind of as well for soreness and inflammation, in my opinion, is like the some cold, cold water. And uh, usually when I come out of that, like uh, it feels like really good and like more limbal and definitely more uh, loose in the muscles. So you're not like that stiff and uh, kind of sore all the time, especially from workouts, if it's if it's because of workouts or even like any kind of inflammation. Like if I, if I feel sleep deprived or something uh, and if I'm like, yeah, I don't know some sort of other like a stiffness then yeah taking a cold bath uh, or cold uh, shower can, can be really good indeed I have to show
1: you this slide taking cold exposure to the max <laughs> so if our editor is mm. awake there we go so this this is the way uh where did you go <laughs> Jack where did you go <laughs> so uh, we know that acute cold exposure increases, HRV improves autonomic nervous system adapt- adaptability, but also it lowers inflammation, helps yeah. to reduce delayed onset muscle soreness and uh, reduce oxidative stress. So there's a lot of good effects on, on that. So I, th- I think it seem you have a new document coming up and uh, we I think we have the trailer here.
2: So yeah it's uh like a teaser teaser type of thing uh that we uh yeah the film is about gonna be uh stronger by stress and uh, how do you become you know, like stress manageable and adaptable to it and this is kind of a basic uh, teaser tailor yeah i kind of give brief uh insight into what it's going to be about wow can't and wait
0: let's let's roll it so That's so sim wrote the uh, Uh, Stronger by Stress book and a a documentary similar title is coming along like uh, this is a preview. Not many of you have, not many people have seen this. this, The world (laughs)
1: premiere trailer
0: in a world. The
1: roots of the stress are in the culture. It's just go go
2: go 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 and many of us get caught in that trap where we sort of want to out hustle or outperform we have to be productive all the time and
1: well, chronic stress that's uh, that's kind of like a disease or a plague my mind made me sick
0: I pushed myself over my own limits negative stress is something that breaks things down while the beneficial stress that makes you grow challenges you enough so that you actually get your peak performance.
1: You're not only seeking help when you get sick. You actually create your resilience to different kind of challenges that we are facing as humanity but also in your personal
2: life. Technically speaking, everybody's a biohacker. Everyone's performing biohacks on a daily basis, whether they know it or not. Drinking a coffee in the morning, that's kind of biohacking, caffeine to stimulate you, to wake you up and get you in this more active state and be alert and show focus.
1: Individually, it is the way of living. Collectively, it is the preventive healthcare system all the available tools that we can use from nature, from science, from technology, from all kinds of possible ways that we can
2: enhance our self-consciousness. It's kind of sad that most people don't ever truly get to understand how amazing their bodies are and what they're capable of. We can live in the desert, we can live in the Arctic, we can live in the rainforest. So that's been, I think, one of the biggest reasons to our success as a species so far. Physiologically, we've
0: been actually domesticating ourselves. We are basically looking at diversity and how that supports resilience and your health. Just to be able to feel good, you need to pay attention to several things at once. Eating better, sleeping better, moving constantly
2: stressors and environmental disasters, they're not going to go away. They're going to keep happening and we can't really avoid them. The only thing we can do is to keep ourselves more resilient, keep ourselves more adaptable and to prepare for those things in advance. Whoa. Yeah, that's
0: very cool. (laughs) Can't wait. (laughs) A lot of familiar faces right there so uh some people who have been to biker summit might recognize some of the locations and people and all that so and by the way we have biker summit this year in helsinki finland uh it's gonna be in october so you better book that up like we did that just before the second wave and we had like close to a thousand people in helsinki despite the pandemic no one got sick everything went just well and hope to do that this year as well and uh, the next year it's gonna be we, we moved our uh Amsterdam event uh to next year because of some of the restrictions and that's going to be uh, awesome as well so take a look at bikersummit.com. and uh, see Lund's book you can already buy the stronger by stress at bikercenter.com you can you can get the book right there and uh um yeah so uh you, you uh, see you've been filming the the documentary talking to all these people like um what have you learned about stress i mean a lot of people think about it as a negative thing but while working on this book on, on this documentary and book you discovered something else Hmm.
2: well i think uh, the biggest thing that i learned like the new a new thing um or something you could re-emphasize was maybe the um like the psychological side to it like uh, it's a lot to do with also like uh you can change your how you respond to the stress uh, psychologically and therefore it's going to also change the way your body responds to it like a lot of maybe like the narrative in your head like the self-talk uh like self-belief and uh, that sort of thing can be really let's say impactful in terms of uh, determining the stress response and if you are let's say experiencing like this uh, traumas or something and you're maybe have like self hatred or self bad, bad, negative thoughts and things, then that's going to be, make it, make it a lot worse. So that's probably the biggest thing that I kind of learned from not only like writing the book, but also like the other people that I talked to in the film.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, there is like a lot of like, um, focus on stress, as something to avoid. But in the end, like embracing stress, embracing challenges in life, embracing difficulties is actually where people grow. And I have to attribute like the best experience of my life, like the most growing things uh, to both physical and emotional stress, which is overwhelming. Uh, I mean, working on crazy deadlines, having a breakup with someone you love, like uh, losing a friend, um you know getting sick yourself like having no hope is is amazing uh because it puts you in a place from which you can grow and you don't do that kind of work like from a you know happy feel good state from but it's like you have to sometimes go to the boundaries to experience like uh, stillness and and that's what i learned to talk uh, so from talking to people who have done this cold exposure to the extremes like kiki bosch for example uh who's a, who a lady who's been all, all around the world like doing crazy documentaries on cold exposure like swimming in really frozen lakes and all that is that um i mean like there is a certain calmness that comes from like all that difficulty and Yeah, I I see stress as a positive thing, but it's very important not to become cynical or not to lose hope because there's always like some room for uh, improvement and some room for affecting things still, like even if you are disabled and you have a disease and constant pain, there is always some room for hope. And uh, that's the stoic idea, like focus on the things that you can actually influence and control. Uh, and every one of us is limited in certain capacity in certain ways, like in our lives. Everyone has stress, but in the end, it's about like how do how you relate to life difficulties. Are they making you grow virtues, like really deep virtues? That's that's where it really all comes from. Uh, yeah. Mark himself is saying, guys, the best trauma and stress therapy, in my opinion, is clearly IFS therapy totally changed my life, teaches people how to deal with their own or protective ego. IFS. Anyone knows what IFS is? What's that short for? It's like some kind of... of
1: I would would like to add, uh, when you tackle traumas, you have to tackle uh, kind of like the fulcrum it developed. Where was the origin? Was it like uh, even like pre-birth? Was it in the womb? Was it uh, during the labor? or just, just uh, when you were born, like this fulcrum zero to one, or in the childhood, in in the, in the like uh, in your youth, in your know, teenage years, when it's happened. So there are different kind of methods, different kind of therapies, different kind of tec- techniques for each of these. And uh, often when people say this is the absolute best trauma release therapy ever, it is for this person, for sure, but it depends on a lot of things that happen and there are a lot of good stuff a lot of good therapies and that's that's why uh, trying out this yourself and maybe finding out about the literature and finding out where and how this therapy affects and what kind of uh, a feature so that that there there is uh,
0: yeah IFS is internal family systems uh, therapy it's psychotherapy Uh, so yeah, about therapies and all that, like um, next next year in Amsterdam, our topic will be Hack the Ego and it will focus on you know, all these things. I think we are all kind of broken in different ways. And there's trauma and and Ollie was talking about, like that it could even start in the womb. Like uh, Stanislav Grof has written several yeah. pro- books about this like prenatal, prenatal. Um, yeah, experience. Jakob
1: Yankov, like, this primal screaming yeah. theory.
0: Yeah, things that might be going in the family, like yeah. but I think like in the end, like one, one great quote is that the, the trauma might not be your fault, but healing from it is 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 your responsibility. Yes. So you should make sure that whatever, you know, trauma in your life or if it's passed down from your parents, maybe you had some egoistic, you know, narcissistic parents or whatever, like you know, abuse going on in the family or like uh, you know, maybe your family was poor, you know, whatever it was, um, in the end, make sure it stops with you. Don't pass it on, like become aware of it, work on these things. Don't pass them on. Like that's your responsibility. Like in the end, yeah. like we don't
2: it's lifetime. Time. <laughs> another, another quote <laughs> by Carl Jung is, uh, like, I'm not what happened to me. I am what I choose to become. So you can always change. The trajectory that you're heading towards, whether that be your like yeah. I don't know job or uh, personality, uh, your vo- vocation, whatever it is, you can always tra- change the trajectory, tra- trajectory and uh, you know choose a new response.
0: Totally, yeah. Uh, Jordan Peterson has in his uh, his book Twelve Rules of Life this idea that you should never compare yourself to others, but yourself, who you are, who you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. I really like that way of thinking, yeah. like that you should always you know, find ways to improve yourself, compare yourself to the one who you were yesterday and not be worried about what other people think or what what other people are in the end, like uh, if other people are better off than you. No, I mean, it's just like think about how can you be better tomorrow compared to who you are today? And that's that's the way like every single day you have that opportunity uh, to make that's, some improvement, become aware of some things.
1: That's also how your time travel every day. Like comparing yourself to your previous self, like yesterday, a week ago, like that with that triunal time wave meditation. So, maybe actually, this just came to my mind. So, uh, we could share a link to this meditation because this is a really amazing meditation, the triunal time wave meditation. But what I yeah, wanted to say tr- is that, time. yeah, that uh, you can travel like in your mind and uh, just compare okay this is what i was this is what i'm now this is what i want to become time traveling yeah yeah,
0: yeah. so so i'll post that link link on the chat soon yeah. but uh one maybe thing a wrap. that yeah maybe a wrap uh or a wrap. wrap it up yeah let's wrap it up <clears throat> um yeah There's some questions about nutrition and all that like yeah i mean um i I went through some of those examples in our Finnish version and and one of those is shellfish like shells uh, so shellfish uh, man yeah get some shellfish shellfish and uh you know for the uh for, for for the taurine in them like that helps your nervous system to relax and there is many uh foods in the in nature that have tryptophan for example in them like some nuts and Chickpeas and and stuff like that. And uh, when you feel stressed, like try to get some antioxidants, like dark green leaves and vegetables, and uh, anything like dark pigments, like blueberries, bilberries, acai. You know, um, uh, sea buckthorn. Maybe you know different dark pigments. Those are great for controlling reactive oxygen species and phytochemicals. In in the end, like nature heals if you feel like overwhelmed go to the forest like eat from the ground you feel much better after you you know connect with your true self like there's so much email you know so much media and crap out there like just go nature that helps for sure at least in my case it's it's been helpful Absolutely. yeah all right um, i think we. Are... So, so if any one of you want to get your hands on some of the products that we recommend go to ParkerCenter.com. Um, we ship internationally and Seams book is there and, and some of our recommended products you can you can take a look at what we we personally use. And yeah. Yeah, Secret All, Barefoot. Yeah, go barefoot. That's that's the way man go barefoot. Yeah. Every day. All right. Hey everyone. Um I wish you an amazing national stress awareness day. Hopefully you're not stressed after this webinar, but you feel like hey, I got something that I want to implement right now. And uh, yeah, I wish you an amazing weekend. It's a good good moment for stress relief. For some people it used to be, you know, they go and they get like drunk, wasted, like um, don't sleep at all and mo- morning back to work. But maybe with the pandemic that you can't easily do that, it's, it's actually a blessing. Maybe you can do some stress release, breathing techniques and meditation and stuff like that instead.
1: And also yep. some laughing, face. touching, yeah. jokes, you know, basic, basic stuff. Laughing is laughing is medicine. So <laughs> laugh more. Yeah. And, so and laugh. After, after,
0: this, after this stream, please type in the chat like a couple of words like uh what what you thought about this so that we know like uh that you were listening and, and if you got anything just put a few comments in there. We're happy to read it. uh, This was rubbish, (laughs) absolutely (laughs) rubbish, absolutely fantastic. Let's let's roll on the the final final trailer. Thank you guys. Thank you, Sime. Thank you, Oli. Thank you,
1: Sean.